This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thomas Partey suffers another injury setback whilst Mikel Arteta faces the press ahead of the game against Liverpool. Meanwhile, an Arsenal player leaves following eight years of service. This is the Arsenal Transfer Show without a single audio issue at all. You see, how easy was that? If you're listening to audio platforms, you won't even know the chaos that we've had at the start of the show. Not only was I like five minutes late because I was trying to sort out the issues, but not only that, I managed to mute myself at the start of the show as well. So you couldn't even hear me. Um, And no, I'm not falling for it, Aaron. I'm certainly not still on mute. And I know that I'm not. So don't you worry. Uh, Good morning to you guys and girls joining us in the chat box. Thank you so much, as always, for doing so. It is very much appreciated. I hope you had a fantastic uh, end to your week, and now you're ready for a fantastic weekend, like I am. I'm really looking forward. If you can't tell, I am dressed in the attire of a man that is going to be playing his first round of golf of 2024. Uh, I'm going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. I'm going to slice it. I'm going to curl it absolutely into the next field, but it is back on track for golf uh, this year, which I'm very much looking forward to getting out there in as well. Uh, let's jump into the chat and say good morning to people, shall we? Uh, Stevie, Damien, Sweating Merlot, Blackshine, Paul, Lars, uh, Barry, Amesy, Sweating Merlot, Damien, uh, Kaiser, Amesy, Matt G, Peter, Josh, Dominic, Maximius, Arasilki, Guna, Jake, Dylan, Temi. Uh, good morning to you all. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me. It is very much appreciated. And uh, yes, I'm looking forward to... Uh, Uh, to to having a conversation in part two with you guys in the chat box, as I'm sure you'll continue to absolutely batter me about my own audio decor, um, which is so poor at the moment. So, so poor. Anyway, shall we jump into today's stories? I think we should. Um, Jen Beattie uh, has left Arsenal after eight years of service during two separate spells with the club. She's joined Bay FC 
in the United States. Really sad to see Jen go. Um, she's had a fantastic career with Arsenal. She did leave a um, a message on the Arsenal website, an open letter to the club, which you, if you would like to, you can, of course, read. I, I pick out this, this specific paragraph. She said, it's been an absolute privilege to represent this club. As someone who grew up watching Thierry Henry, Rachel Yankee, Dennis Bergkamp, uh, Jane Ludlow, Kelly Smith, I feel so lucky to be able to call myself a gunner and to have been made so welcome from day one. Um, an amazing achievement to be at a club of Arsenal stature for so long. And we wish Jen all the best in the future and hope that she goes on to achieve big things uh, in America. So there you go. Lovely stuff. Uh, moving forwards, Omar Rekic uh, has joined Servette on loan for the rest of the season. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if indeed this is the right move. Finally, the right move for Omar Rekic, who has struggled to get minutes. He did play a fair amount at Wigan, but of course, in the um, in the time he spent in the Netherlands with uh, with Sparta Rotterdam, it did not go down too well at all. So hopefully in Switzerland, Omar Rekic can indeed do um, a lot better. That would be fantastic to see. Uh, Galatasaray have secured the deal finally for Serge Aurier. Um, and that deal, obviously, we would expect means that... Uh, we won't see Cedric move to Galatasaray during the rest of the Turkish transfer window. But there could be other clubs involved. There could be other teams interested. I guess we will have to wait and see. Let's uh, keep those fingers crossed that that turns out to be the case. But uh, at the moment, it does not look like uh, that Cedric will be moving on to Turkey with the main interested party being Galatasaray, always looking at other options as well. Uh, Arsenal have announced a uh, and partnership with Sober Realty, uh, which is a Dubai-based uh, company to sponsor their training ground. It is a multi-million pound deal um, in which they released a statement on the club website. Um, Arsenal Chief Commercial Officer Juliet Slot said that Sober Realty is a dynamic business with a big ambitions and we're excited to build on our partnership and tap into their extensive knowledge in property development. Their unrivaled experience will help us understand and explore the opportunities available to us, ensuring we're always moving with world-class facilities in the future. Our exciting new deal is a strong sign of our commitment to building uh, mutually beneficial partnerships which support the objectives of both Arsenal and our partner. This is a groundbreaking agreement for both us, with Sober becoming our first ever training ground naming rights sp uh, partner and supporting their global growth ambitions as they seek to establish a stronger presence worldwide. Our new partnership shows the strength of our commercial proposition uh, and our ability to grow sustainably by developing commercial opportunities that can be invested back into our club. There has never been a better time to join us on our journey. And Mikel Arteta, we'll come to his press conference specifically a little bit later on, but just because we're on uh, this topic, he was asked about it and he says, we just want to welcome Sober Realty to our football club. I think it's going to be a great way for us to evolve the facilities and updates that we need around the place to improve performance and make this place more special. We have some necessities and they're going to be really helpful in fulfilling that. So... Uh, the Arsenal Training Centre is going to be having some specific upgrades uh, after this uh, this partnership was uh, secured of a multi-million pound partnership with Sober Realty. So I guess the club are 
very pleased to get this partnership uh, sorted. So it turns out they did do a deal during January in the end. Uh, Samuel Okonga has been speaking about his time at Luton. He says, I think it's too early to say when he was asked about succeeding at Arsenal. I haven't had any contact with Mikel Arteta yet. I'm concentrating on Luton. We'll talk to Arsenal at the end of the season, but everything will happen gradually. I still consider myself an Arsenal player. I'm appreciated there by the fans and the staff, and I think I can have a future at Arsenal, but that will depend on my performances here. I've always said that as long as I have a contract with the Gunners, I'd like to make my mark there. He was also asked about whether or not um, he thinks Arsenal would be champions. He says, I hope Arsenal are the champions this season for my friends and for the staff. He says, I'd sign for Arsenal. I'd I'd sign for Arsenal. I learned a lot there. Maybe I could have gone out on loan at the end of my first year because I wasn't playing much, but I'll never regret my move to Arsenal. It's a club that's close to my heart. And I think it's really positive to hear Lukonga talking about... um, you know, things in this way. We've seen players leave on loan and get frustrated, get annoying. Um, And I think it's really frustrating, of course, for a player that doesn't necessarily get the minutes that they want to. That clip that was in the All or Nothing series obviously went a bit viral. And I think that was kind of held against him in some senses too. Of course, a player has come to a brand new country. He's never been to the UK before. And that's for, you know, committing to a club. Um, And I did have some sympathy for for Lukonga during that period, especially when those clips went viral uh, after the All or Nothing series, that Crystal Palace loan, of course, he was signed previously uh, under Patrick Vieira, and then they sacked Patrick Vieira, and uh, Roy Hodgson, of course, came back, and he just didn't get as many minutes. He absolutely deserved to get more minutes. And with Luton, he's finally playing, and he's really impressing. I was looking at the statistics, and in his last, I think, seven starts, they've won something like three ga- or won three or four games, drawn three, and lost just one. It's a really good record that he's got for Luton since he's come back into the team, and he's done a massive contribution to Luton's upturn in form. If they survive, he will have a huge part to play, um, a huge part to play, sorry, in that survival push for Luton. And I've said, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago, I don't think the Conga story at Arsenal is over yet. And I really want to see him succeed. And I hope that he gets an opportunity to try and show what he's worth next season when we, of course, have to really churn and turn over the uh, the midfielders that are in this group because we've got some ageing players and some players that probably need to move on. Speaking of which, Mikel Arteta did face the press yesterday. He was asked about Thomas Partey. He was asked about Gabriel Jesus, he says. He said, yeah, Gabby obviously played and trained with us the whole week, which is obviously good. So we'll have Jesus available for this weekend. With Thomas, unfortunately, we had a little setback a few days ago. So he's not going to be available to be in the squad. Whether that's a matter of days or weeks, we'll see. But he had a little thing. He was asked about the setback and he says, I'm not a doctor, but I'll try to explain. He felt something again in a very similar area and he wasn't able to train the last few days. Really frustrating. And uh, obviously, it's it's generated very much a frustration amongst fans, again, because a key player in the squad that we were hoping to have back, perhaps even in the squad for this weekend, uh, with hopes really you know, increasing that Partey could return and, re- and play a real key part in the rest of the season. Another setback um, in his recovery has, has obviously put pay to that. And it's really, obviously, very, very frustrating. Indeed. But we move. We have Rice. We have Jorginho. We have uh, El Nenny back at the club as well after, of course, his time with Egypt. And I know that's not going to come as too much of a benefit to too many people that wanted to see Partey. But we have got the depth. That's why we bought uh, Rice in the summer. And we have to continue as we have done over the course of this season without Thomas Partey. But in the summer, for me, we have to find a way to resolve this situation. And um, I think we have to look at trying to move him on if we can. Of course, I know a lot of you tweeted me yesterday saying, how do you sell a player when the interest is going to be very hard to come by? 
I don't know the answer to your question. I don't know, but I'm just hopeful that uh, that we can do that. He was asked about uh, the transfers actually in January. He says, if uh, on why we haven't signed a forward in January, he says if we win on Sunday and score a lot of goals, I think like this. I love my players, and I think that on Sunday we're going to score goals, and they're going to be on top, and they fully deserve all of our credit because of the way they are. It was interesting that he wasn't. He was asked about signing a forward in January because I think that it's relatively. You know, we know the reasons to why Arsenal didn't sign a centre forward. It's because of the financial profit and sustainability regulations kept us very uh, restricted in what we could do. He could have said that. He chose not to. And I quite like him, you know, deflecting onto the team once again. He was asked about not signing anyone. And he says, maybe there is not a player in the market that can really make a difference or the impact that you need if you're unable to recruit them. And again, this is this is the answer that I was hoping for, really, that he would talk about the fact that they couldn't find the player that they wanted to bring in because they didn't have the financial freedom to be able to go and get the players that we wanted to add to the team. And so that's really, really important to stress that in this market, we couldn't do what maybe we wanted to. And they couldn't add a player for the sake of adding a player. There's no point just signing somebody for the sake of it. You need to make sure you sign somebody because they are the right player for the club. Uh, on outgoings and on youth in particular, he was asked about Lino Souza leaving on deadline day. He says it was a club decision and obviously he had a really particular situation with his contract. There has been a lot of talk about it and the club believe it was the best decision to do that and I supported the decision. He was asked about the willingness to give youth players a chance. He says, we certainly want to do that. First of all, we need to produce those talents and they have to earn it. And secondly, they have to be in a position that we need fulfilling. Everything has to come together and we are working on that. We have a few prospects which are not far away, but the reality is we want more. Today, to give the opportunities to play in the first team at the level required, we are a bit short. And this is something that I've said before and something in defence of Arteta. Arteta has received quite a bit of heat recently from uh, a number of people. And I think asking fair questions, by the way, I think that they're, they're fair questions to ask about whether or not Arteta should be doing more with the youth, whether he's given youth enough of a chance. The reality is, I think, that we're not producing talents at the moment of the level of Connor Bradley, say, at Liverpool. We're not producing talents at the level of Oscar Bob at the moment that can break into those Liverpool and Manchester City first teams and get some regular game time. And you could ask, and I remember I watched Alex's video on the different knock. He produced a fantastic video voicing his own concerns about the Youth Academy. And I think he raised them excellently on the different knock the other day. What I would say is that I think that he raises the other point where if you're saying that if we haven't got good enough players to enter the first team, then we've got another problem. You could argue that we do, yes. But what I would say is that there's perhaps context that is missing sometimes, and that's the investment of the likes of Manchester City that they put into their academy that Arsenal cannot afford to do in the same way. I'm not that adept at knowing what Liverpool's processes are and how much they're investing in their academy compared to us. But ultimately, if the players aren't of the level required, we can't at the same time be putting loads of pressure on Mikel Arteta to win the title. For, you know, for many, it's like he has to win the title or he goes. That's what we hear from critics all the time. But at the same time, same critics say, we're not giving youth enough of a chance. You can't have it both ways. But I do think that Mikel Arteta can be better. I think that he can be better within which the way in which he integrates the team uh, with youth players, I think there's games this season where he's missed the opportunity to do that. The Lawns home game, the Wolves game at the end of last season. These are great opportunities to give some of those players some minutes and we didn't when we could have done. And he has to take the fall for that specific point. But there is an argument that we haven't yet produced the youth players that are going to be able to rival or get enough minutes at the right time in this squad. But we'll have to wait and see if that changes. Right, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, part two, which means we're going to go into the chat box and try and tackle some of your questions. Um, let's go to Tom says it's the wife's birthday uh, and I'm slave driven to make breakfast and she has a five courses of cake. Wish me luck. Uh, Tom, first of all, big uh, congratulations and happy birthday to your missus and uh, I hope you have a fantastic day and best of luck uh, with that rest of the day. It seems quite hectic. Uh, Fuad says, Tom, if KSE intend for us to be a sustainable club, then surely investing and concentrating on the Youth Academy should be a priority for future sales. And hopefully they do. Hopefully they do, Fuad. You know, we've seen players join the club in recent years from abroad. We've seen them invest. But there is something to be said about, you know, it's a long-term process. It's not the same as, like, buying a young player for the senior squad. They are expected to go straight into the first team. When you invest in the youth, it's a really long period of time. Over the period of time that it's taken Manchester City to bring through Rico Lewis and Oscar Bob, for instance, yes, they've given a load of debuts to kids and stuff who have sadly just not been able to do really anything with the club. Only Phil Foden has been able to break into that first team. And it's only recently in the last couple of years that we've seen Rico Lewis uh, and Oscar Bob kind of push through as well. But they've had lots of other players that have made debuts, but have then obviously just been sold but is that selling process that Arsenal need to be better at regarding some of their youth players and if we give them more opportunities in games which we should be able to give them opportunities then hopefully we can be better with that as well uh, Marcus says uh, with all the respect are you an Arsenal fan or a fan of the manager I hope sometimes that you hear yourself talking Marcus for people like yourself I always offer you the opportunity to come on to the show and have a discussion about any criticisms that you have of my thoughts on things but sadly Marcus you don't show up so what can I do I'm certainly a fan of Arsenal and Mikel Arteta will get all the, the criticism and praise that he deserves at the certain times that he deserves that criticism and praise. But that's a real shame that you see it that way, Marcus, but I think people in the chat box would tell you that you're probably being a little bit silly. Uh, Manuel says, what role is Lukonga playing at Luton and could he play that role at Arsenal? He's playing the box-to-box position at the moment, which I think really is his best position. He was never a six for me. He was never, ever going to be that guy that just sits deepest point in the midfield. He was always going to be someone that tries to make stuff happen. He can play as a deep line playmaker, but he's not a six for me. I really do look at him as more of a six, eight. And I really do think that the eight position for, for Lukonga is where we will see the best from him moving forward. So it could be that we see him in the Arsenal midfield playing in that left eight role if indeed he could develop into a player of a sufficient quality. I don't know whether he's going to be able to do that yet, but 
there is still time. He signed in 2021, signed a five-year deal. It runs through till 2026. So we've still got two years left on his contract. So we've still got plenty of time to make a decision on his future. Uh, Bizarre says, Tom, do you think Zinchenko and Ben White sharing wives and having conflicts will impact our title-challenging chances? Yes, this relates to a comment made by Mikel Arteta about the uh, scrap, if you like, between Ben White and um, uh, and Alexander Zinchenko, who says he was joking around saying, yes, they've been sharing wives and living in the same house all week is a good joke. But I think that, uh, no, I, I agreed with what he said after the game. It's something you want to see sometimes. You want to see your own players holding each other accountable for their actions. Zinchenko made a mistake. He dropped too deep. He played them on side. And ultimately, that nearly could have led to us dropping points. And so, yes, I like it. Um, I like the fact that these players are being held to account. Um, everyone's like, sharing wives? Yes, this is what Arteta said. I'll find the real quote for you if I can. Arteta, wives. Let me get the full quote for you. Otherwise, it's going to sound like I'm misquoting him and coming up with something. Here he goes. He says, yeah, they've been in the same house the past few days, sharing wives and everything. It's fine. They're living together now. They're best mates. You don't argue with someone if you don't have a great relationship. I want my players to always have the desire to be better and be demanding. If not, it's Disneyland. That's what Arteta said. Um, it's just a joke. I don't know. Magambo says, weird statement. I mean, it's a joke. <laughs> like, you've got to take it for what it is. It's just, goodness me, some people are too serious. Manuel says, long time listener. First time listening live because of the time difference. Thanks for taking my questions on. You're absolutely uh, welcome, Manuel. And, and welcome to the uh, the live chat as well. Thank you for your, your listenership. Uh, you, Nathan, says, regarding transfers, I had the chance to see Osman play at the African Cup of Nations here in Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, he is way more impactful than I could imagine. We should do everything we can to try and get him. Brilliant player. There's no doubt of the player's quality. That's for sure. There's absolutely no doubt at all of what he's capable of. It's just the money that it would take to get him through the door. And of course, it would also take a huge amount of like budget away from other potential positions if we did go and get him. But it's going to be very, very difficult, I think, for, for Arsenal to do that deal in the summer. Apparently, the rumours are that he actually prefers Chelsea at the moment. So the wages as well are something that are going to be a problem. It's going to be very difficult. Very, very difficult. Uh, Jake says, on TalkSport, they tried to spin the wives' comment into a serious thing. People's inability to take a joke baffles me. Who was it? Who was it on TS saying they were trying to take it seriously? At the end of the day, some people do just want to see the world burn, don't they? Like, uh, if you're taking that comment seriously, I don't know what to tell you. It was clearly a, a clearly a joke, and uh, you've got to look at the fact that you want players to be holding each uh, holding each other accountable, uh, and that's really really important. Um, so there, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go to Amira. Says the windows uh, the windows now closed. Hopefully. No more surprises. What's your hot take for this half of the season? Um, I I mean, what's my hot take for the half of the season? I, I stick by what I said before. You know, my hot takes would be Arsenal win the league. Um, Eddie Howe potentially losing his job, I think, was one of my hot takes. I think I said that Manchester United might finish in the bottom half. I don't think that's going to happen now. Uh, and I think Chelsea... Something to do with Chelsea as well. I said, I remember, let me see if I can find my hot takes tweet from the start of the season. Uh, you always end up looking silly when you tweet something in like August um, early on. Here we go. August 11th, I tweeted this. My hot takes before the league season of 11 8 23, bearing in mind transfer business that could be done before the window closes. Arsenal win the league. Brighton finish in the bottom half, is what I said. Uh, Eddie Howe to be sacked. Erling Haaland won't win the Golden Boot. 
and United will miss out on top four. They were my hot takes at the beginning of the season. And I tell you what, Arsenal to win the league, not looking too likely. Brighton to finish in the bottom half. I mean, let's have a quick look at the Premier League table. They just lost 4-0 to Luton. Uh, they are currently ninth. But the problem is that prediction needs quite a few points to be picked up by Wolves. To be fair, they're only three points away from 11th. So Brighton to finish in the bottom half, not too bad of a prediction. Eddie Howe to be sacked. There is pressure on Newcastle right now. Very interesting indeed. So let's see if that one comes true. Erling Haaland won't win the golden boot. He's had injuries this year. And that's what I was kind of banking on uh, for that hot take to come true. So that could come true. And United to miss out on the top four. At the start of the season, you think about all those Man United predictions that we saw. That's why I did that hot take, because there were so many people predicting Manchester United to finish above Arsenal. Those Manchester United fans being really uh, arrogant about where they were as a table. So let's see. Let's see if though any of those come true or all of those come true. That would be pretty cool that if it does. Um, James says, maybe it's not a joke, the wives comment. It could be a revolutionary man management technique from Arteta. <laughs> James, you're living in a different world, my friend, but uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Spartan says, are there any news if Mohamed Salah will play against Arsenal? By the way, is Arsenal versus Liverpool analysis today? Do you mean the preview show? We're hoping to do a preview show today. Yes, hopefully we will. So uh, I'm going to be putting some uh, comments out in the uh, in the Discord server. Preview show probably about six o'clock tonight. So to be fair, I should check what Premier League action is on today and update you as to what games are going to be played so we can do that. Uh, it is indeed Saturday, isn't it? So Saturday, 12.30 kickoff, Everton Spurs, Brighton Palace, Burnley Fulham, Newcastle, Luton at all three o'clock kickoffs and then Sheffield United Villa at 5.30. We might do the preview after the Villa game. So that would be eight. We might do an eight o'clock preview show. So just... Um, just uh, look out for that one. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, Rob Bob says, Tom, you could definitely make a clean sweep. <laughs> Amira says, uh, wait, who is leading the golden boot race at the moment? It's a good question. Who is leading the golden boot race at the moment in the Premier League? Uh, Premier League England. The It is... Um, that was last season. I need this season. Come on. Where is it? Premier League, 23-24. Uh, it's Haaland first still. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> he's still first. He's been out for ages and he's still winning. <laughs> well, I might not be right with that one. Mohamed Salah is joint second. He's also been injured 14 goals. Haaland's got 14 goals. Solanke's third with, well, second technically with 13 goals. Uh, Son's on 12. Bowen's on 11. Uh, Huang Hee Chan's on 10. Alexander Izak on 10. Ollie Watkins on 10. Cole Palmer on 9. Uh, yeah, I, I, may, I may um, I may not get that Harlem one right. <laughs> we need another injury <laughs> if that to come true. But to be fair, that just shows you how how much of a monster he is in regards to his goals. I've been looking at my fantasy football this morning, trying to work out what I'm going to do because I'm going to play my wild card this week, and I think Harlan's going to have to come back into the squad. You can't, you just can't not have him. You just can't not have um, Erling Harland in this. Uh, in your team, it's just silly to to have anybody else at this stage. It is mad. Uh, what a season, MM says, Solanke is having. It is a brilliant campaign. Very, very good indeed. All of them are in for my fantasy team. At the moment, I'll give you a bit of an insight into what my fantasy team's looking like at the moment for uh, for this week um, because I've really I've really gone full hammer on some of the uh, the prices for some of these players and hoping that I can maybe squeeze. Um, maybe squeeze uh, some, some wild card activity and that's going to give me the best ability to make 
some mad changes. So at the moment, we've got Ariola or Pickford in goal. And in defence, we've got Trent, Zinchenko, Fabian Scher, who got me a lot of points against Villa when he scored twice. Uh, Robertson as well, and Al Dakiel from Burnley. Into midfield, we've got Cole Palmer, Pedro Neto, De Bruyne's back, Foden's in there, uh, and uh, I've just added McAtee as well. And then up front is Watkins, Harlan and Solanke. I did have Saka and Gabriel Jesus, but I've actually taken them out because um, of Liverpool this weekend. I could be proven completely wrong, but uh, I've got Zinchenko in. <laughs> I'm going to be taking, benching him this weekend against Liverpool for sure. But um, yeah, I've got to be careful about the uh, the selections because the reason I, I have a rule, no Spurs players, no Spurs players allowed, periods. Anyone that, any Arsenal fan that I can use a Spurs player during fantasy football, dearie me, what life are you living? What life are you living? Um, <laughs> and yes, Inchenko, the defence, because uh, uh, he, he does contribute quite a fair few points across the season because he gets like the odd assist here and there with, just like laying off things to, to players. And then, you know, he, I think he got an assist the other day, did he not? Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, he got an assist for Gabriel Jesus. He was a throw-in. Um, so, he got points for that. So, yeah, uh, Zinchenko is, um, is is not a too bad of a pick at the moment. Um, Morgan says, Tom, I am absolutely battering you currently. I need a brilliant upgrade from Yes, I do. I, I've had a really poor season, actually. One of my worst fantasy seasons is this year. Hopefully that will change in the second half of the campaign. Uh, Aaron says, was there a figure associated with the training ground deal? Not that I'm aware of, Aaron. Not that they've disclosed anyway. Nothing we've heard of about that yet. So, no. Uh, I haven't heard anything regarding a fee. Still no, don't know about Lino Sosa or Bradley Ibrahim's fees either. Um, not whatsoever. Um, Rob says, I heard Cedric was actually his own agent. But Cedric re-signed Cedric and had stated that Cedric had no intention of moving anywhere, as Cedric is raking it in, sitting on his ass. Cedric says, no comment. <laughs> the obsession of Cedric continues. Anyway, we're going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and listening. It's always an absolute pleasure to speak with you and to join you every single morning. I'll be back later on this evening with a preview show ahead of tomorrow's game against Liverpool, which I'm going to be at. Very excited to be there tomorrow. Um, I think I'm in the overflow area tomorrow at the press section, which is like, you don't get a desk. You sit in with the fans and I'm going to have my laptop on my knees, still trying to cover the game. So it could be quite interesting um, tomorrow's game, but we will wait and see what happens. It's going to be very interesting indeed. I'm really very much looking forward to it. Arsenal have got to avoid defeat at the minimum. They've got to really win. If we've got hopes of winning a title, we've got to try and win tomorrow's game. We've already beaten Man City this season. Let's keep our fingers crossed that we can secure a victory tomorrow i'll be back with you as i say later on tonight for a preview show and of course i'll be with you tomorrow morning once again to do the final retake of news ahead of the big game against liverpool enjoy your saturday keep our fingers crossed for other teams doing us some favors in the premier league today we've got some very very interesting games indeed hopefully spurs will drop points and uh well newcastle uh aston villa of course away at sheffield united brighton just for that that top bottom half prediction we could do with them losing again uh, but thank you so much as always for listening have a fantastic saturday i'll see you soon stay safe stay well stay happy stay respectful and as always up the arsenal It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates are around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.